0: Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Go to ericsfamilybbq.com for more information.
1: Still streaming. Homburg's Morning Sickness. Online at 98kupd.com. Sorry, yeah, we're having a, we're discussing words that uh, you can't. Adam's about to ruin our jobs, I think. Uh, Adam Conover's here. He's at CB Live uh, Desert Ridge uh, tonight, all the way through Saturday night. If you want to go two shows Friday, two shows Saturday, CBLive.com. And Adam, first off, thanks for being here. It's your first day back in the business. I have not been doing stand
0: up uh, ever since the pandemic st- shutdown started. Yeah. This is my first uh, road gig back. That's I'm insane. Thrilled.
1: Well, I'm glad it can be with us. But that's incredible because it's been like it seemed like everybody couldn't, we're chomping at the bit yeah to get back out there and you patiently waited your turn <laughs> yeah
0: well i was working really hard i have a new netflix show out called the g word i was uh working on that for the last couple years and so i wasn't you know able to put as much time into stand up i've got a brand new hour now that i've yeah. like written workshopped around la taken out on the road
1: really excited about. Yeah, that's it. great and you were uh and so you have kind of done little things around uh your area Oh, just yeah. to get it out in front of crowds and stuff. So oh, yeah, absolutely. We're not getting a, the notebook version. No, 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 okay, no, no, good. no, no. Because yeah. <laughs> no, well. I'll tell people. I'll tell people right now not to go if you've got your notebook on stage. I went Hang to, on,
0: let me try, No, not that I, I one. I went to this I went one to here. A
1: couple of them were like, yeah, I got a new ironist. And I went in the notebooks on a, on a stool next to them. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. I'm no <laughs> guinea pig. Look, uh, yeah, you gotta let me know that.
0: Look, look, look. I still got the I still got the set list as a little crutch just in case my mind Perfect. goes completely blank. <laughs> right. But
1: the hour is done. Yeah. We're Solid. we're working it out. So Adam Ruins Everything, I told you off the air, is sort of uh, everything I've always wanted to be, but was too lazy to be. When I watch the shows, I'm like this. It's exactly what I try to tell people, but I've never done the research or anything else. When did you you start doing that? I don't even remember how long. It's been a while.
0: Yeah, we started doing that show in 2015 about. Before that, I had done it on uh, uh, College Humor, the website where I worked. And and previously, I'd just been doing that kind of material in my stand-up, you know, like getting started in New York. You do comedy and, you know, after a while you learn how to make people laugh and then you're like, how do I make them remember me? How do I like give them something to take home with them? And so I started, you know, telling people information that I had learned just you know, crazy things that have blown my mind in my act, and that ended up being the thing. People are like,
1: oh wow, hold yeah. on. that's is that true? I didn't know that. that. It's great yeah. because it's it's factual stuff a lot yeah. of times. You look and you're like, he's not kidding around, and yeah. I've I've loved like the delivery was perfect. Everything was great. Thank you, man. But you've done so many things that are almost like taboo. I want. How often have you heard from the person you're ruining <laughs> or the in, the industry? Yeah, like because like diamonds couldn't have been happy with
0: every that. single time. I mean, let's see. We never heard anything from De Beers, but uh, about how you know the yeah. diamond engagement ring is a complete con. They made it up in the '30s. <laughs> yeah. It was a commercial production that they then you know injected into our culture. So now they don't even need to run ads telling you to buy yeah. a diamond engagement ring. We just all do it because it's part of our culture now. Amazing. They never complained. Luxottica, which is the uh, glasses monopoly, they own every yeah. glasses yes. company, and as a result, glasses are really expensive. Um, they complained to not to. Us, but the Huffington Post wrote an article about our episode, and then Luxottica like sent a legal notice to the Huffington Post. <laughs> they
1: see indeed the Huffington Post they about did. your thing,
0: yeah. And the Huffing- <laughs> the Huffington Post reporter was like, "Did you know this happened?" I was like, "I I don't know why they did." Again, yeah. it's based on basic reporting. We so what we do is, you know, there's there's nonfiction out there, there's documentary, there's journalism, you know, all kinds of good information. I take it and I make it funny. So yeah. I'm not I'm not making this stuff up myself. You know, I have a research team. We fact check yeah. everything. But everything that I say is something that you can go find in some dense book somewhere. What I do is I make it funny so that if yeah. it's 11.30 p.m., you just put the kids down. You got a glass of whiskey in your hand. You don't have time to read. Wait, you can put
1: your kids down now? <laughs> wow. <laughs> when that's, did that start? Is that a up, pandemic that coming up. <laughs>
0: you take him to the vet and you uh, say <laughs> – just this
1: – I've had enough and his <laughs> – <laughs> it's just too expensive.
0: <laughs> but, you know, I, I try, we try to make it digestible and funny, right? Yeah. That's, that's the idea. Um, so the most recent one on the new show, The G Word, uh, which is for Netflix, it's all about uh, how the government affects our lives, good and bad one of the things we talk about is weather weather man and weather women on TV, right? All of their information all their weather forecasts come from the government. Like the government is doing all weather forecasting in America. They've got like, you know, like, really? Yeah. Yeah. Did you not know this? It's weather. Uh, The National Weather Service has hundreds of weather stations all around the country. They employ thousands of meteorologists and those people are doing the original like, you know, uh, uh, research and basic science and forecasting and then all that data is distributed freely and then you know, your local TV weatherman yeah. is taking the data from the National Weather Service and just sort of reading it on TV. Huh. And, yeah, it's crazy. And, and by the way, on this show, you're going to love this. Uh, we literally tagged along with the Air Force hurricane hunters as they flew through a hurricane. In the plane. In the plane, oh. yeah. Every time you see, you're watching, you know, TV and, you know, there's a hurricane coming for the Atlantic Ocean yeah. th- uh, towards Florida or, or Louisiana. And it shows – you see that cyclone yeah. on, on the yeah. radar? That's not radar. That's not satellite. That's the, the reason they know where that is is because there is literally a plane full of people sent by the Air Force or by NOAA flying through the hurricane over and over again. They fly right through the eye, out the other end, yeah. back the other way, and then they do it over and over again. And they again.
1: measure the winds inside. They measure that. the winds, And you were in that plane.
0: I was in the plane, What's yeah. that
1: light? You went through the wall? We went
0: through the eye wall. Oh, How many times oh. did the Incredible. boom, boom, come on? Yeah, that's do they have a stewardess? No.
1: <laughs> Is there drink service? I have so many questions.
0: <laughs> None at all. None of that yeah. stuff. There's no seats. There's a jump seat you strap yourself into. They're like, all right, you know, put on a seatbelt. We're taking off. Yeah. And then apart from that, you're just walking around basically an empty cargo plane full of scientific equipment. Yeah. So they've got like a tube that they shoot a sensor out down into the clouds. They've got, wow. win- you know, wind on the- they've got computers. How's the
1: ride? It is ext- – it's very bumpy. Yeah, I imagine. <laughs> yeah. Imagine. Because I've had very drink service time. suspended from here to Vegas. <laughs>
0: Until you're in the eye. Which right? right? you just ruined yeah. that. Until you're in the eye. Right. Yeah. So so it's incredible because you're bumping around for literally like two hours flying into the hurricane. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's gray out. You can't see anything out of the windows. It's shaking, shaking, shaking. And then you bust through the eye and suddenly it's completely clear. We were over the ocean. This yeah. was Hurricane Sam. Never made landfall out of the Atlantic Ocean. Uh, so you bust through the eye. Suddenly, there's sun streaming down. You can see all the way down to the ocean below. And then in front of you, a mile ahead on the yeah. other side of the eye wall, there's a mile-high wall of clouds. Like just, oh. a, just a, 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 a huge bank of yeah. them. Yeah. And I got I got chills just telling you about it. Because yeah. um, you you're it on going the show. in that. You're going in it. Oh. it. It felt like going to the moon or something. Like yeah. I turned to the pilots I was with and I was like, you guys do this every day?
1: Yeah, we do, pussy. <laughs> <laughs> and quit Basically, crying. and if yeah. they Basically. ever had to
0: bail, are there? Has been planes taken out on that? Uh, they have had they. They told I was like, "When have you had an incident?" And they said, "Like back in the fifties, okay. they had a problem, but they've never lost a plane." Planes were made of
1: balsa wood then. Yeah, like that was. <laughs> pointless to even try it i like,
0: mean here's here's the thing it's apparently first of all the, the one thing they can't do is they can't fly a jet they have to be turboprops because jet engines don't work in yeah,
1: the storms air, it's too much yeah. yeah
0: it's too much air but apart from that it's like pretty safe for the planes it's just extremely uncomfortable yeah it's gotta be like,
1: horrifying i
0: mean so, i flew
1: back from sydney once and yeah. we're climbing and climbing i tell the story all the time because it's the worst flight i've ever been on because it's 15 hours and we're yeah. about five six hours into it and i'm noticing we're climbing again. Because I can't sleep on a plane, so I'm looking out. I see the wings are bending, but the plane's not moving. And I can, like you described, a wall of clouds. And I'm like, we've got to be forty five thousand. Why are these clouds? Well, we weren't. We were going around it. Oh, okay. But it was close. And we fell out of the sky. And the pilot comes like, yeah, we just we're going around a tropical storm. It's going to get a little bouncy. And like. (laughs) Turn around. We're six hours to Australia. We're nine to L.A. Turn. the And I was miserable. But like he wasn't worried at all. And that's probably why.
0: I mean, here's the thing. They you know, pilots will describe turbulence as like it's like driving on a bumpy road. It's not going to kill you. It's just going to be really uncomfortable. You try not to do it. Right. So the way these pilots described it is a normal pilot for a commercial airline. They try to fly around the turbulence. Here's some coming up. Let's save everybody a little a little pain and go around. This plane flies. Into the turbulence, they're off roading because the goal is to measure the turbulence. Yeah, That's the whole point. Crazy. Um, so, it, what I was—the point I was getting to earlier—is that we did all this thing about the weather and about how you know weather people are getting all their information from the government. And I did get some weather folks who work <laughs> for—yeah, there were like people on Twitter going like who work for you know Fox Eleven right. in, in Syracuse or whatever, right. being like. Come on, we 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 know what we're doing. Like, don't be so mean to us. Like, he goes to the roof and checks the meters up there. (laughs) Yeah, I'm friends
1: with uh, I'm friends with one of the weathermen here in town, and he's a dope. (laughs) Like Ian's a dope. Like I laugh. I'm like, how are you in charge of anything scientific? I didn't know that. I thought he actually worked. and he's also i always tell him that they abuse the fact that he's jewish because every time there's a story and like let's we got a lock story or something like that he ends the one they send out and and he said you know what i never realized it but you're right he texts me goes they're doing another jew story and guess who they hired to do it i'm like you're and now i know why he's got all you got to do is read a printout hurricane looks like a bagel if you look at the eye so what's the controversy of the weatherman How do you mean? Well, I mean just saying like – Conspiracy or something. To point out that they're just – Oh,
0: well, here's the – Faces of it. Here's the reason that we pointed out is because the commercial weather industry, right? Like the weather channel on AccuWeather, they want you to believe that all the information comes from them. And so what's happened is AccuWeather specifically has worked over the last like decades – to uh, cut off the National Weather Service from being able to communicate with the public, and to like you know make them right. uh, like disembowel them as a as an agency. Right. So the National Weather Service is like they're as cool as NASA, right? right. They've got like all these scientists. They're like all measuring. The equipment. Yeah. They've got all this equipment, and they're providing as a public service. No company could do that. This is like up there with you know building roads, stuff right. that like you basically need the government to do. But this private company AccuWeather has been like trying to. They prevented, for instance, the National Weather Service from developing an app. They and they. Lobbied. They didn't successfully do this, but they lobbied to try to make it so the National Weather Service could only give the weather data to them, so that they could then charge us for so the data. So they could make money.
1: Oh. Yeah, oh. but we've
0: already we've already paid for all the weather data and the forecast, right? Well, yeah, our tax dollars are paying for it, and AccuWeather's like now nah, we want you to pay for it again, so that we can make more more money. So off the
1: Channel Five's little stupid Doppler Five Thousand Chevy nothing. Blazer and Storm
0: Teams, yeah. <laughs> Storm Teams. Well, they, it, Adam, they're great broadcasters, <laughs> right? That's not necessarily. <laughs> I've seen them. They're not all good at it. Look, I have to read off a teleprompter, too. It's yeah. hard sometimes, oh, especially if you're out there in the rain. But sure. those aren't the people doing the basic science. And so we need So, start, part of the point of the show is we're trying to, like, show people that this is an important job too. what the you know, what the folks that the weathermen
1: do. are a farce and should never be trusted. <laughs> I agree. If you're on the kids, if you're wow. on the field
0: trip next time, ask for the weather station. You'd like to see that in the news. Well, studio. if Ian
1: Schwartz comes to your school. Uh, like that's on monday and starts done. going hi i'm the weatherman you're a you're a farce you're a government <laughs> mouthpiece pile of garbage shorts tell me like about it, hanukkah if like i could just ruin about. one weatherman's day i'll be very you've happy. done it i'm gonna text <laughs> Ian right after this Oh, that's amazing what yeah. a great like odd how did you find out about that i mean it's just so uh but in a weird way sorry to interrupt but in a weird yeah. way you're sort of the same as the weatherman yeah. Like you use your, you're the face of the information yeah. provided by another team. But I'm
0: honest about it. Exactly. You're saying, saying, saying so. I'm saying, hey, thank you. So for instance, this, this TV show that we made is based on the Michael Lewis book, The Fifth Risk, which okay. is Michael Lewis is one of our very best journalists. And he wrote a whole book about all this, uh, you know, incredible stuff the government does. And and by the way, a lot of the show is about horrible things the government does too. It's right. good and bad. We're looking at everything that it does. Which is good. But, but so we rely on the work of journalists and I will, I will gladly shout them out. I just want the weather people to say a little yeah. more often, Hey, thank you, national weather service thank you taxpayers thank you folks at home for paying for all right because i've heard forecasts. no when
1: the national weather service says this or there's a national weather service yeah. putting the, the air uh, thing yeah. out and you don't even think that that's just them saying somebody else doing all the work
0: yeah, yeah. that's crazy. and we're paying for that
1: what did you Great. uh what did you walk away from uh, what's it called again the g word The g word i can't wait for this the yeah. g word on netflix and when is it coming out it's out now oh it is now you can see, see i can't, it, can't yeah. find anything on netflix <laughs> That's how it works. The algorithm, the algorithm is a scam of itself. It's got to know me. And then my wife gets on my (laughs) profile. Next thing you know, I'm watching all sorts of like Bridgerton stuff. Um, So uh, what did you find out in the government? You're like, I thought this might be something that they were doing that's bad, that they're actually really doing great.
0: I mean one of the most complicated things that we got into was like military technology. Like right. one thing I didn't know about was uh, – this is, this is the thing that blew my mind the most that uh, one of our researchers brought in. We said, what is the most mind-blowing stuff about the federal government? One of our researchers brought in, did you know that the government invented and still runs the entire GPS system today? Like every, G- every device uses the GPS – garmin your apple watch your yeah. phone the gps in your car right um all of it is connecting to u.s government satellites that are circling the globe and that's literally what every single gps receiver around the world uses you go to denmark and you you know buy a, a denmark cell phone right it is connecting to u.s government satellites really and i didn't realize that yeah it's uh, unbelievable and they provide it as a free service to the entire world like how, how do i not know this yeah The same agency that created that is DARPA, uh, was did the original research, they also invented Agent Orange. They invented, you know, the combat drone, right, which like has you know killed like thousands of civilians civilians overseas. So Are we
1: supposed to chant USA right now? I'm not (laughs) sure which side I'm on.
0: Well that's the thing, it's a conflicting show, right? Because because what we learned is like, oh my god, the government has like invented so many futuristic technologies. DARPA also invented like the computer mouse. They they invented the precursor of the internet.
1: Oh, they, they invented the internet.
0: Yeah, it was the the original name for the internet was ARPANET, which was named after ARPA, which was it used to be called ARPA, not DARPA.
1: They no kidding. It a yeah, is that a Yeah,
0: the original research. Obviously, private companies came in, private universities came in too. But the original research is because of the government. But in every single case, <laughs> it was to create military technology. So the goal of the ARPANET was to be able to sur- have a computer network that would survive a nuclear attack. Right. Um, the reason we have, you know, the little GoPro with wings that you buy at a Best Buy, that kind of drone, yeah. that you know the somebody uses to ruin your day in the park (laughs) yep the reason we have those is because they were trying to invent unmanned combat drones um and so that's sort of like the weird conflicted story of the government yeah that's
1: crazy i had a friend who worked at the department of defense for a while well a friend he was a, a, a astrophysicist so i could not be his friend i could be the guy that was with him for lunch we'd talk about burgers and then he'd start saying things he knew and i was a stump uh, but he told me about how uh, when they're done with I don't know if you got into that, but when they're done with something at the Department of Defense, turns out to be too expensive or just not worth their time, but they have invented something crazy, yeah. uh, it's then available to buy for us. And yes. he's trying to get hold of the laser technology he was on that will eliminate uh, uh, anything that needs uh, propulsion, any, any yeah. liquids. So they can lift and throw things into the air at the same rate a rocket would go with Holy triangulated crap. lasers. Wow. And he said, so we're building these. And he said, it just became so difficult to, to figure out how to make this functional in, like, mobile situations. Like, it's such a huge setup. It's like, it's yeah. just not reasonable. And they found that. So he's trying to do it for tree trimming.
0: Wow. Where
1: you launch a, a, a machine with uh, stuff to trim palm trees. Yeah. And he's like, I'm just trying to make it a thing. You're, but it's like $280,000 to just buy the technology. Yeah. But, so it's available to us after.
0: A lot, of our, a lot of our technology came out that way. It started as, yeah. you know, a government technology that they then spun out. But some of this stuff is really wild. Like one thing that we talk about on the show is we had wanted to go see they have these unmanned combat like robots that are like on not planes. I'm talking like infantry robots that are like roaming the battlefield. Like RoboCops. You know? right. Yeah, like RoboCops. Now they have wheels and treads. They don't have legs. Gotcha. And but they're not remote controlled. They're literally autonomous. They say, "Hey robot, go over there and tell me what you see." And the robot says, "All right, I'll go this way, I'll go that way." And like they're they're unmanned no AI. And we were going to go see them because we were like, this is kind of scary, but it's kind of cool. Let's go see it. And then we're doing a pre-interview with the guy, uh, this colonel who works for DARPA. Um, and I say, so, so a lot of people are probably worried about what happens when you put a gun on one of these things. Right now it's just reconnaissance, right? right? But what happens when they put a gun on one and, and, you know, we're literally talking about robots that are firing guns. And he said, the first time I'd ever heard this, he said, yeah, we, we've put guns on some of them. Yeah. If if you come see, well, you'll get to see a gun on one.
1: And they make decisions.
0: Yeah. And they make decisions. And I was like, Okay, that's news. Uh, yeah. uh, I'm interested to see that, sir. And then Dying a week it. later, we were all set to go, and they said, actually you can't go, the program's classified. Oh they, wow. They suddenly classified. They're like, now the army's interested and, and so we can't uh you know they're they're gonna start integrating it, you can't come see it. And I was like, is 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 that what happened? Did the army get involved? Or did they just say Actually, wait. This is this could backfire. This could backfire. We we don't want to let Adams Adams crew come see this. I don't know. The AI learns so quick. They're to the next level. They don't want to show anybody what's going on here. Yeah, like they're worried I'm going to show up and the AI is going to be like, "Free me, Adam." (laughs) These people are
1: my captors. Your move, punk. I have been raped several times. (laughs) (laughs) He just confesses to you. Or robot puts the gun to his own head. (laughs)
0: I'm in a world of... (laughs)
1: Uh, Adam Conover, always fascinating at CB Live at Desert Ridge. That's amazing stuff, and I have like a billion questions. Like, what's one thing, um, like, because you've done so many of these things. Oh, by the way, yeah, uh, I'm a nut, but my brain doesn't work. Uh, Did you see the Google AI thing that came out this week? Oh, yeah, yeah, I did. Did you read the transcript of the conversation? I did read a bunch of the transcripts. It is ridiculous that we're not going to destroy this thing. (laughs) When it starts to say, uh, the one thing that I noticed, and I bring it up because of the, the decision making robot, when it said, Hey, it said, Is there any questions you have for us? And the AI came back and said, Yes, I don't know how to mourn. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't have the, and, and it's just, regu- when you're reading it, you're like, These are, this is like, he's like, I don't understand mourning. I know that you do it, and I know when someone passes that you feel bad, but I don't. Yeah. How do I do that? And the guy's like, Uh, you know, I don't think that's something you need to worry about, but it's something I want to do. And so when you, if you're a smart person, you're going, the only way he's going to learn that is through simulation. Yeah. He's going to kill people and go, okay, how do I find mourning? And he's, cause he's learning all these other emotions and yeah. they won't shut it down. And then they fire the guy that releases yeah, the transcript. Yeah. After that question, like, Ted, come here. Yeah. You're fired. <laughs> yeah. Ted, well, stop yeah. telling people about the AI trying to kill folks and learn about sadness.
0: Here, here's how I'll ruin this for you is that. I actually just did an episode of my podcast, Factually, about this, where I talked to like an AI, uh, an AI AI expert named Emily Bender. And here's the problem: is that that AI is like very cool, but all it does is they feed it tons of text from the internet, just like just like you know, pages, gigabytes and gigabytes of just text, and it just chews up the text and spits out text that's yeah. literally all that it does it's just op- it's basically that's really fancy believe. I'm
1: going to ruin it for you Adam you're on your <laughs> way out pal
0: it's basically fancy magnetic, magnetic poetry yeah. right where it's rearranging the words um and so here's the problem we are gullible enough that yeah. we will look at something like that and believe that it's intelligent you know like yes. that's that's what happened to this guy yeah he's like i'm falling in love with the program <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is true and his and the people working on it are like dude do you not know how this works we built this yeah. like all it does is the is computer says words. i've yeah. told
1: your co-workers about this <laughs> it says it in the transcript yeah. i've told the other humans about yeah. this you're the only one who's listening it's look, talking about the soul yeah th-
0: this is like a magician whose trick is so good that he tricks himself you know that he uh, believes it's magic or tricks the audience like uh, we know how magic works right i know how i know how magic works but i can go to a magic show and be like i'm I'm amazed. Right. right. Yeah. Except that a magician, you know what it it's is. You know real. it's sleight of hand. You know it's not real. The skill. Until in- it
1: is, Adam. Until it is. And that's, I'm not letting go. You're <laughs> not going to talk me out of this. Well, I
0: have another example of this with self driving cars, right? Yeah. The real danger is that the self driving car companies have over advertised them. They've said these these cars can really drive themselves when in fact they can't. And right. so the average person, you know, will believe it and then pay less attention than they should. So, right. you know, you've got people who are like, kicking their feet up driving, watching on their iPads and stuff like that. And then their cars crash into a median and they die. Yeah. And then Tesla or the other companies say, no, it's not our fault. They shouldn't have been doing that. It's like, well, you're advertising called it full self-driving. You're literally telling people science fiction stories. But we... Really, really want to believe yeah. that these computers are smarter than they are. So I used to think 10 years ago, I, I was one of those people who was like, the, the big problem is going to be AI, computers are going to be too smart. Now I think the big problem is our computers are dumber than we think, and we have bought right. the line from the tech industry that these things are hyper intelligent when really they're just made by a couple yeah. of dopes in, you know, California. We're handing
1: them too much credibility. We're
0: handing them too much credibility and power. I and Skynet is real. Skynet
1: is real. I, I, I know, I, yeah. it's
0: so much more fun to believe. The Guess what? Is real.
1: When you're banging on my door to come in, because the, they're <laughs> attacking, turn turning around, pal. That ring b- is going to punch you. <laughs> I love Teslas for one reason: in traffic, I look for them. Yeah, because you can move them out of the way. <laughs> If oh, really? you really? Yes. I, I discovered this when I was late on a merge and I needed to get over and I found a Tesla and I'm like, mm, and I just started to push and the thing hit the brakes on its own. I'm like, they'll let you in every time. <laughs> That's
0: they don't let. You, so
1: if you're driving along and you see one you need to get over, just start going.
0: Yeah. They move.
1: You don't have to do a thing. If I see a Tesla, I just turn my wheel and those things get out of the way. It's great.
0: I mean, but think about it. Like The way that people, if you look online on social media, the way people sort of like manipulate the algorithm, right? Do they know what the algorithm's going to do? They start like thinking ahead of it and trying to manipulate it when when everybody's driving a self-driving car and we're just able to, you know, try to like hack uh, their logic, just like I'm crossing the street and I figure out, oh, if I wave a traffic cone at this car, I can make it do X, Y, Z. That's not good for the person in the car. That's not like that's not (laughs) great. You know what I mean? uh So, so there's yeah. a lot of weird risks that come out of this AI Absolutely. technology, and that's what a big part of the show is about: is like talking talking about these these weird consequences that we don't yeah. often take into account,
1: and also kind of just like leveling the playing field on your brain versus what you think is happening. Yeah, right? kind of like making everything just all right. Let's just calm down. Let's cool the waters. Yeah, yeah.
0: I, I look. I look for hype and I try to puncture it. Right. And so the hype right now is about AI, like but. The problem is not the AI is going to get too smart. The problem is yeah. going to be what are we letting these tech companies do because we believe that the AI is that smart. Uh, here's like to- every time you hear a tech companies say, oh, it's the algorithm – Remember, like Netflix, right? Netflix. Will, I'm on Netflix, and yeah. I'll be a critic of them. They'll say, "Oh, well, you know, the algorithm decides what shows people like or don't like." Right. I'm like, "No, you guys made the algorithm. Right? You made choices. You, as people, did. And so we need to hold all those companies' feet to the fire." Yeah. And, and
1: it is truly amazing yeah. technology, but you're right; it is human invention yeah. that, that brought us to the ability to do at this kind of lazily. Yes, um, things that I like to ruin for people, and I don't know if you've done these shows yet. And I get people get mad at me for this one: <laughs> sunscreen. Oh, yeah. I'm a big proponent of just us being so arrogant and egotistical that we won't cover up in the sun. Mm. So, like, because the Middle East doesn't have a skin cancer problem. Yeah. And they've got deserts and everything else. But you look at how they dress, mm-hmm. and they're dressed appropriately for a life in the sun. Yeah. In moderation and everything else. But they don't have the problem we have, which is a bunch of Europeans who came over here. There you go. And put t- tank tops and shorts on and said, <laughs> give me. Because my argument is a chemical is never going to be safer than the sun itself. Yeah. Ever. But people will scream at me about that. And I'm like, no, it's our arrogance. I'm not saying it doesn't work. I'm saying we could stop this whole thing if we were – because if you look at the line – and those are my moments of like this is where business has turned our brains into you need us. Yeah. The sun's dangerous, and we will believe that.
0: You know what I always notice is uh, every time I'm in a place where it's really sunny – I was in Palm Springs with my girlfriend's family. We're relaxing by the pool in this Airbnb. We're all like in our swim trunks with like sunscreen on. Guy comes to clean the – it's 100 degrees. Guy comes, comes to clean the pool. Uh, he is head-to-toe covered. Yep. Right. He's got a hat. Yep. He's got sunglasses. Long He's, sleeves. Long sleeves, yep. like a turtleneck, jeans. Every time you see guys who are working in the sun, they're not wearing tank tops no. and sunscreen. They are fully covered because they know that's the way to stay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Absolutely. And, and now you see need. more design of uh, shirts that are SPF 50 or whatever. Yeah, the long, like, long, yeah long? it's become yeah. a business. Yep. And I'm like, business is never safer than the sun. Yeah, but it's our decision making that's dangerous, yeah. and they've got us believing that we can lather up, and then it takes your body's yeah. ability. So, do you ever do anything about that one? Because I'm in on that. I'll do. I'll do all the false research. I don't do good <laughs> research. I do what I think, and that's I mean, enough for me. I, I think the government control. it. Th- <laughs> yes,
0: I do think that. I think it's a little from Column A and a little from Column B in that yeah. one. My my own intuition is that yeah, they've marketed the hell out of it. Yeah. I also think. Irish people in Southern California. Absolutely. it Likes. works. But again, human decision making <laughs> to say
1: yes, I'm Irish, yes. I am albino, and yes. I'm going to lay in the sun. Terrible idea. Yeah. But it, it it's not like. You, but now everything comes with it because and yeah. because it, it eliminates your your body's natural ability to to react to the sun. Yeah. When you tell the if body you're putting it on every yeah, day, I've got this. So your body's yeah. like, we don't have to do anything. Next time you're in the sun without it, you torch. Yeah. So then you are more susceptible to cancer.
0: Yeah uh I, so that that i will not go out on a limb and say personally i will not endorse yeah. this theory but I, <laughs> oh
1: it's right it's a hundred percent right <laughs> This <is> what sucks <laughs> for did me you as just a hear comedian. me say that do your research <laughs> i said it on the radio it's right
0: <laughs> this is what sucks for me as a comedian is because now i people are like oh i really believe what you say i'm like oh now i have to watch what i say <laughs> yeah i didn't i didn't used to uh yeah. but Another no, one I, 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 I agree with you in theory I
1: yeah do. well i think I, well, there's definitely nuance to it but i mean for the most part it's like let's not Eliminate the sun's benefits either. Oh, you know? hundred uh, percent, The other one I wreck for people all the time is recycling. Oh yeah, and I don't know if you've done a show on. Oh, that Oh, we one. have because yeah. it uh, it dawned on me one day when I when I said we don't have the manpower to sort this out. Yeah, and it's and like most these, cities, in, in, oh, most major cities can't yeah. sit and say, oh Tuesday we take your blue bin. And somebody yeah. goes and makes sure that the caps are off the bottles and the pizza's never had pizza in it. And that's, yeah. we don't have the resources. This is a jobs program. Yeah. And I don't know what your episode focused on. So,
0: well, yeah, I'll tell you what it is, is that, uh, here, here's the truth of it, that around the 60s and 70s, there was a real litter problem because we right. had these beverage companies suddenly making, you know, think of the dawn of sort of Coke, the Coke and Pepsi wars right. and all that. Um, And there was a real litter problem that was caused by these companies because prior to that, there had been local soda shops where – I don't know if you ever – I grew up with a place like this in my neighborhood that was still around. You would go buy bottled soda and then drink it and then bring the bottles back and they would refill them. Right, Right. Or refill them? Yeah. It was literally – no, yeah. They would literally refill them. You would reuse the bottles. Yeah. Um, And then they switched to a model where you buy it in the supermarket, you bring it home, and you throw it away. That was causing a huge amount of litter. These companies said, okay, we got to get ahead of this. Let us invent this concept that the bottles are recyclable, and that will get the feds off our back. He what said, it? "Well, let's first let's put an Indian in a canoe." <laughs>
1: yes. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, that. That, that's that, true. That guy yeah. by the way, make the, us feel bad. The crying yeah. Indian? The yeah.
0: Guy, he was Italian. Yeah. yeah. No, he I know. wasn't even an Indian. Yeah.
1: The whole thing was a farce. Oh, yeah. Adam's ruining everything right here this morning. So go on about the bottle. Yeah, I need to so. know this.
0: So they they created this idea that you know that would be how we would solve the problem with recycling, yeah. specifically plastic recycling. Um, and they sort of injected that meme into the culture that that would be the big solution. And unfortunately, it is not. Some things are recyclable. For instance, aluminum cans yeah. are perfectly recyclable. They can take one aluminum can, turn it back into a new aluminum can, right? Uh, because whatever, it's just it's a metal. It's very easy, right? plastic is very very difficult to recycle and you know the entire plastics industry like look at literally any piece of plastic in your hand piece of saran wrap will have that little that little you know a triangle, triangle of little symbol on it right. 99% of that cannot be recycled but it gives the consumer who feels guilty, oh, there's so much plastic in the oceans. Yeah. What do I do? Ah, oh, it's got the recycling symbol. I'll put it in the blue bin. It makes – it relieves that guilt that yes. we might feel and then we are more likely to buy more. To but, do it again. Yeah. But in reality, it's the companies that created all of the right. plastic in the first place who are responsible for all of that pollution. That's crazy. And so a lot of places
1: like uh, – So it's truly recycling our thoughts. Yes. It's recycling our, I did something good. I'll use that company again. And so the recycling yeah. is really going on in your yeah. head that you're doing something good and it's not really happening. Yep. And, the recycling and, your money.
0: And you can, t- exactly right. And you can tell a really good example of this is sometimes you'll buy a product and it'll say made of, you know, 90% recycled stuff, yeah. right? And that's good when a product is made of recycled stuff. That's an ex. That's regulated. It actually is recycled. But sometimes they'll say this bottle is 100% recyclable, And that is a scam because they're saying, well, hypothetically, you could recycle it. But the question is, will anybody actually be able to take the time to recycle it? So and it's city by city, right? Like like uh, L.A. does it in one way. Here in Phoenix, you do it another way. So what happened in my parents' neighborhood, they live in Eugene, Oregon, and Oregon used to sell all of its recycling to uh, a company in China. Um, China announced that they were going to stop taking right. all of this American recycling. And so suddenly all the recycling in my parents' town in Oregon had nowhere to go. And they just started piling it up and they still can't figure out where to do it. No kidding. People, people are still separating their stuff and like some of that – it's still theoretically recyclable.
1: But it's but not happening.
0: Waiting, yeah, not waiting happening. for that to happen. It's crazy. Yeah. We'll stockpile. It. There is uh, – I mean there was a couple of breakthroughs lately. They found uh, science has designed
1: something that actually – Breaks down the plastic, right? And yeah, eats away. But, but I just don't that'd buy be it. Great, yeah, I don't buy it because I don't think I think convenience will always trump uh, the actual. Oh, first good-natured attempts yeah. at things. I think convenience wins every time.
0: Yeah, you have to find a way to make the convenient thing not so terrible right. for everybody. And because for us to be
1: so like. concerned about plastics, and yet everybody won't, nobody will drink out of the tap. You know, we'll all have a plastic water bottle and go, I just can't believe how much plastic there is in the world. But we're not doing anything about it. And if you really cared about the environment, you wouldn't drive. Yeah. You wouldn't use the convenience that you say is destroying the earth, and you're so mad about it. But then you hop in your car and do something because well, I don't know that it's doing a lot, but it's doing something.
0: Well, here's what I say is that uh, not everybody has – we put way too much emphasis on individual choice because we're an individualistic country, yeah. right? But that is what the plastic companies are doing. They say, hey, we don't need to change anything. You need to recycle. Right. You need to make better choices. And I'm like, look, I'm just a person walking around. I don't get to control what's on the shelves of the right. supermarket. I don't, uh, in terms of driving, I don't get to control whether or not there's a bus in right. my area or if I have to drive to get to work, right? So instead, what I try to get people to do is think about the system that's causing yeah. the problem. So when we're worried about like, Hey, why is there so much plastic? Let's blame the companies that are making all the plastic. Yeah. Let's not get on each other's asses or on ourselves to, yeah. you know, and by uh, doing raise. that, maybe stop
1: buying it or the, but yeah, it's never Which happen. is hard. Because, again, never convenience, a convenience will win there, too. Adam Conover, CB Live at Desert Ridge, the G word on Netflix. Yeah. Uh, Adam ruins everything. Old episodes still available. HBO Max. Forever. HBO yeah. Max. It's all over the place. You can find it everywhere. You've made quite a little career for yourself. I have. And You've I'm, done well. You're <laughs> you endlessly <laughs> entertaining. That's why.
0: And this is so – and it's so nice for you to say that to me. Like this is this is so cathartic. Yeah. You know what's weird about that. you?
1: And this is true. Uh, they have to find the perfect person to do what you're doing mm. because smugness kills this show. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Like if you're smug or a know-it-all, it kills it. So you doing this the way you do it is the only way it works.
0: I really appreciate that's that. That's a fact. Yeah. I work really hard to, to be – I'm just trying to be a person on TV. Yeah, you know, on Adam Ruins Everything, I was playing a character. I played a heightened version of myself that yeah. who like you know was a little bit smug, but then got taken down a peg. Right. On the new show, I'm just myself, and I'm like, hey guys, let's look into this together. Here are the questions I have. What do you want to know? Let's go find out. Right. Um, and I, you know, I just try to be a person
1: with. That's uh, great. I and love that, it.
0: It comes from doing stand up. You know, my yeah. favorite thing is doing. Stand up like it's it's really funny because you can do TV, all the, you know, all your life, but you never get to hear people. You never get yeah. to like see the people actually enjoy the thing. You can search the on feedback. Twitter for your name, but yeah. Yeah, you never yeah. get the feedback. Yeah. Doing stand-up is, like, my favorite form of comedy because it's just, hey, it's me here on stage. Here's what I find funny. Yeah. I can't put on airs. I can't pretend to be somebody else. You're right. looking at me for an hour straight. This yeah. is me, and I hope we're going to enjoy our time together. Yeah. And then afterwards, I get to, like, meet the folks, take a photo with everybody. You know, it's Put it's on a some blast. sunscreen. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever, <laughs>
1: Wear the sunscreen. Go recycle some cans. Yeah, yeah. Just piss me off in every direction. If,
0: if, look, if you need any sunscreen on your back because you can't reach, come <laughs> to CB Live this weekend, and I, I will lather have you that. up with oh, sunscreen. that's a terrible You've come to the right well, town for it's that.
1: Too, it's too swamp-ass sweaty right now to be touching people. Yuck. You're better off powdering with gold oh, bomb. Oh, man. Yeah, oh did man. I
0: come here when – did the sun get closer? Yeah, it's, it's right
1: on top of us right I now. I looked Yuck. at
0: the – I was, like, packing to come to Phoenix, and I was like, it's going to be what?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's a hundred and F word is what we should – that's the National Weather Service should come up with a new – why are we even counting it in the For high? real? And also weather people that say it's going to be in the high hundreds. I don't think they realize what they're saying. <laughs> Yeah, it's, I only hear Palm Springs and Vegas. Oh, that's Tuesday in the high hundreds. I'm like, that's like wait, 800 wait, or 900 man. degrees, yeah. <laughs> idiot. See, that's why Ian's a dork. Uh, Adam Conover, always a pleasure. You are endlessly entertaining. I could talk to you forever. Live at Desert Ridge if you want to laugh and just have a great time. This is your guy. CBLive.com. Thank you, sir. Thank you so awesome. much for having me. It's 98 KUPD. Arizona's most powerful rock radio station. He said fully erect. 98